0: can't catch a break. This is Miss Shar and DJ. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Today, we just wanted to discuss a subject that's really relevant in the churches today. The subject of Millenniums, where are they? They are missing in action in the churches today. So what we've done, we've done a little research and we found some helpful information from Millennium.com that's what we're going to be sharing with you on today. We don't claim to be experts and I'm not sure if this information is um is will be useful useful for you or not, but it's your it's your decision. We just want to share it with you. Mr. DJ here will give you that information. Go ahead, DJ.
1: Eight things millennium said would bring them back to church. Number 1 is Commerce change. If the church wants to attract a younger audience, several questions need to be addressed and addressed appropriately. Like, how badly does the church want to attract the younger audience? What measure is the church willing to take to capture the millennium's generation? What is the church willing to give up to bring more souls to Christ? Is the church willing to change the music? Are they willing to bring into younger pastor? Is the church willing to relax in the dress code? Is it ready to accommodate the LGBT community? We can sit around the table and debate all day. What will bring more youth to the church? But until the church asks these questions appropriately, no change will come about. Okay, well, that's interesting. But it's something that that I have
0: actually heard before. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that before. And, you know, and the, some of the churches basically feel like they are not willing to bring the world into the church. That's what they they feel like if they if they uh, give them what they want, if they change their music, if they change in their dress code, they feel as though they are compromising.
1: Compromising. Yeah.
0: That's I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the churches just feel like you know, they're compromising because I mean the church is is different. And a lot of them say if you go into the military, you follow their rules, you follow their regulations, you follow their dress code. I mean you can't go into the military with your millennium ideals. You have to follow the military uh regulations, policies. So some of the churches feel that they shouldn't have to change that um yes i see to, uh, so so that's that that may be challenging for some churches
1: yeah so when you look at they wanting to change the music are they willing to change the music yeah i i think it could change it gospel music you know gospel rap you know gospel rap i mean there's nothing wrong with that to get the millennials back in church, that'd be a good idea. Well, I mean, that's something
0: for us. That's something for our listeners to decide. I mean, every church is different.
1: And the dress code, you know,
0: like I said, a lot of military people, a lot of people, a lot of church people have stated if the military have a dress code, and you have, they, and they're not going to allow you to wear your your regular civilian clothes until the military. So if you come to church. If they have a dress code, why not follow the dress code of the church? And two, the reason why some churches don't dress down is because they take coming to church on a Sunday as a day that you're going to meet the King. Yes. So if you're going to meet the King, you want to dress in your finest clothing. And so, um, so some churches, t- you know, take it from that, from that. Look at it from that standpoint. We it's just not an ordinary day. This is a spectacular day, and we're going to meet the King, the God of the universe. Yes, we're going to worship Him in our, and we want to do this in our fineries, in our best. Mm -hmm. Yes, to each his own. Okay.
1: And number two is mutual understanding. One of the biggest reasons millennials don't come to church is due to lack of understanding between generations, groups who are not. The same mind cannot see eye to eye. And if the church is unable to think like a millennium, then it is unable to attract them. So how can the church solve this problem? The answer lies within the millennium generation themselves. Instead of the church meeting among themselves, they must look to the youth for help. They must include the millennials in their conversations. For years, the church has been looking from the outside instead The church needs to get on the inside. The answer is social media. The church needs to create an amazing social media presence that caters to more youthful audience. Instead of bashing the millennials for being glued to their phones and stuck on social media for hours, the church needs to use these platforms to advantage.
0: I I understand where they're coming from. Now... The tactics that they're using here um, is focus group. They're saying, if you you need to connect with the millennials, in order for you to connect with them, you need to you need to understand what their needs are. And the only way you're going to understand what their needs are, you got to connect with them. You got to talk to them. You because so I don't know what the millennials want. I mean, I'm I'm baby boomer. You know, I could speculate, but they know. So why not? Go and address the source. Address them, and then you mentioned something about um. What was the other one you mentioned? We're
1: being in conversation. They want to be in the conversation. Well, yeah, and
0: I agree. We, I think we, I, you know, for me, I think yeah, you need to, you need to include them in the conversation. You know, a lot of organizations, a lot of businesses do that. They have focus groups, and um, to to help them to determine you know, um, what is needed or what that particular audience needs. So, you know, to each his own, we'll let the listeners decide. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: And the third one is kill, kill the judgment. The Bible says, judge not that you be judged, not be judged. For with the judgment for, for you pronounce, you will be judged. And with your measure, you use it, you'll be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your, in your own eye? That's in Matthew 7, chapter 1 through 4, verse. What many Christians fail to realize is that the same on a day prerogative to judge others is the same thing that keeps many millenniums from entering to the house of God. When the church judges the millennium, it makes them feel so insecure to a point that if salvation has to come by way of cold stares and murmurs, they much rather miss out. Not only does the judgment Christians pass on to millenniums affect these millenniums themselves, but it also hurts their reputations of the church. Instead of the church being known as a sanctuary for born-again sinners, A church is known as a judgmental, uh, condescending environment for 30 and under. And while the generalization is true, isn't true for all churches, I dare to say it's true for most churches. In fact, it holds enough truth that the millenniums are unwilling to even enter a church because of the commonly held belief. The only way to fix this is to stop judgment. The church needs to start accepting millennials for who they are and not try to guilt them into becoming someone they are not. The church needs to stop shaming the Millennium generation for the wrongs committed by the generation before and welcome them in with any faults that they may have.
0: Okay, that's interesting. Judgment. Ju- they just... They... They... Feel as though the church is judging them, and and they're being condescending, and um, the stares and the, and the whispers is uh, impacting them. This is supposedly coming from the church members. So why I we would, do that? Why we do that? Why do Christians judge so hard? Well, Mr. DJ, probably because of traditions. I mean, you got to remember. Um, Traditions plays a, a big role in the church. The church has been around for years, and so it's hard to give up uh, the, the traditions because the traditions worked, you know. And so now, um, you know, you you, you want to bring in these new um, set group of people, and this new group of people doesn't want to uh, doesn't doesn't want the norm. They want something different, and so. The, the traditional church has to, has, to, has to decide because you gotta remember these churches pretty much is um already established meaning they they are financially established by their uh, elderly yes community yes. so they so so you know what i'm saying a mm-hmm. lot of these millennium they may not be coming in with any true finances you know but is that wrong for them to do that though
1: to, well, because they have more money than some that don't have they look at them look down on them judge them they're harsh. well
0: i mean it's that's i don't i want to look at it as a question of right or wrong no, i mean it's not godly to to uh be condescending that's not that's not the spirit of god i mean it's not godly to um uh, to be uh, whispering and trying to tear down somebody just because of the way they dress or look, or because of of their lifestyle, it's 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 not godly. So, for our listeners, I let you be the judge. You this if you this is something that you may want to, um, you may have an opinion on, and if you and if you do have an opinion on it, you know just um uh, send me a voice message, give me your thoughts on it. Yes,
1: and subscribe. Yes, we want to hear from you. Um, thank you for listening to us and uh, the DJ and this MS
0: Char. And, and before we end, we just want to let you know this is just only three uh steps, there are eight. So, tune into our next episode and we will give you the remaining uh five. That's all
1: <laughs> Thank you and good night.